Hi everybody, whoever is on Zoom and whoever is on the camera and the web, and it's wonderful to see you. I guess I'm doing the Zoom more for me so I can see your faces, make me uh, uh, happy. Uh, making sure that you ask questions as I go. If you, for some reason I don't answer your question, just text it uh, to Debbie or write it down here on Zoom so we'll be able to answer you. So of course, we are this week in a section that called Vayakel Pekudei. We are basically uh, finishing uh, the book of, uh, you know, the, the book which is a major one, Shemot, you know, Vayakel Pekudei. And then we go into Vayikra. But we, of course, we are talking about, I don't know, somebody is, is everybody mute? Oh. Thank you, Deb. They can't hear you. No, no. They can't hear you. Or they cannot hear me from here? Or from there? Yeah, let me see what the story is. That's good. Okay, maybe they can hear you. Can everybody hear me okay? Yes, they can hear me yes. okay. okay great. So one person hear me, that's been everybody has to fix it. So we know we are talking about, uh, you know, the old concept of Vayakel Pekudei. And uh, as we approaching this, uh, this time, of course, I mean, there is a reason why we are together. There is a reason why um, uh, we are all here, isolated from each other. You know, there is, we need to address it. We need to understand it. Besides that tonight is a very special night. It's a 21 degree of the moon of Pisces, which means it's the day, the anniversary of Rabbi Elimelech, of Lijensk, Rabbi Lemelech of Lijensk. And uh, I don't need to tell you that Rabbi Lemelech of Lijensk was capable to work on himself in such a level, such a degree, that he reached a level of righteous person. Now we need to understand what is righteous? What is righteous? How, how do you get uh, uh, to the concept that's called righteous? So for that reason, I need to go to his book, Noam Elimelech. That's the name of the book, Noam Elimelech. And that's what he's reading. Pitchuli Sharet Tzedek. There is a section from uh, um, Tehilim, from the book of Sam. And it's written, Open me a gate of justice. Tzedek means justice, Tzedek means righteous. So it's written, Dinei kar midata tzedekim. What is righteous people? Kachi bekol ma sheoved yoter laboreit barach, Righteous person understand that more is doing spiritual work, more great that is doing and more wonderful thing that the, uh, that is doing spiritually. Further, he understand how far he is from the Creator. So it's it's something that we need truly to understand. More he worship spirituality more you understand if far away. Now, why is it like that? If you can unmute, please uh, mute yourself so we don't hear noise from everybody, please. Thank you. So, the idea is like this. The main thing of making a righteous person a righteous person, he understands that he can never reach to the highest level that he needs to reach. If you really want to know 
say Rabbi Elimelech, how to become righteous, how to reach this high level, is by understanding that you can never reach the ultimate level. Now, that's not exactly motivating. You know that you know you're never going to reach the highest level. You should say, you know, if you're righteous, you reach the highest level. And because of that, you should be excited. No. Righteous person, more he study, more he try, more he become better and better and better. He realize he can never reach till the end. That's what Rabbi Elimelech teaches us. Vezeu shamar akatuv pitchuli, and that's what King David say in the book of Psalm. Open me the gate of justice or the gate of righteousness. Meaning the righteous person say, open me that gate of spiritual work. So I can come in them. So I can begin to work on myself and become more spiritual. And what we understand from it, because the righteous person really truly feel I didn't do even a little bit once he realized he get closer to the Creator. And what do we understand from it? From Rabbi Elimelech. Because this is the Rabbi Elimelech Yom Ilula, the death anniversary. What can we learn from that? Why, when you become more spiritual, why, what happens when you become more spiritual, you feel that you are not getting closer to the Creator, you're getting far away from the Creator. And this is a very important understanding. And the understanding is go like that. There is two ways to work on ourselves, on ourselves spiritually. One is to diminish myself, make myself small, and understand how this universe is so big, or to understand how the universe is so great, and because of that, I make myself small. And of course, the question is, which way you should go? Which way you should go? So this question was asked by Rabbi Lemelech himself to his teacher. His teacher name is Amagid Mimezrich. There is a place called Mezrich in Ukraine. And Amagid, Magid means the one who tells story, Magid, who was the student of the Baal Shem Tov, the great Kabbalist of maybe all time, who live in Ukraine, Mizebush. And he asked him, Rabbi Elimelech and his brother, Rav Zusha, was asked, it was a debate, where do you begin? And the answer came again and again and again, the same answer. Once you are basically understanding how small you are, not from a depression point of view, once you understand that you are actually a small person, you will be able to define how great is the divine. And because Rabbi Elimelech is explaining it and understanding it to us on his Yom Ilula, on his death anniversary, so we need also to start thinking like that. And the reason I'm starting with that, beside, before I'm starting even with the Zohar of this week, is for those of us who want truly to get into places where we really tap into a level of spiritual understanding, it has to be understanding that if you want to know if you're getting closer, somebody's making noise, I don't know if it's, uh, I don't know who's making the noise, but please just mute yourself. You can make as much as noise as you want, but we have another camera working here, so I want to make sure there is no noise. So just mute yourself, and you can hear me still. So the idea is, as Rabbi Lemelech is telling us, how do you know if you're getting closer to your spiritual journey? 
when you realize, when you start to realize how far you need to go. It doesn't mean that if you realize how far you need to go, you're on a spiritual journey. <laughs> a lot of people will have ego. Wow, I must be spiritual because I'm not doing anything and I'm getting it that I'm far away from the divine. <laughs> it does, it's, just, it's just tricking yourself. It's people who are doing all day long spiritual work and still I'm feeling I'm so far because I'm getting closer to the divine. You know, if, if you're getting closer to an elephant, you ever went to an elephant in the zoo? When you get closer to an elephant, what happened to you? You realize how small you are. But from far, the elephant doesn't look that big on a picture. As you're getting closer to that elephant, all of a sudden, you feel how, the, how small you are. Please mute yourself. Judith, please mute yourself. Thank you. So the idea is to get into places where we truly understand Rabbi Elimelech is teaching us. And that's taking us to an understanding of this week Tremendous two portion, two concepts that we're reading. One of them called Vayakel, meaning the gathering, the great gathering. And the other one called Pekude, meaning the order of everything. And we need to understand that when we are talking about, you know, the gathering of, of everything that we are uh, having, we are now in a time that community are not getting together, you know. Community are not getting together. It doesn't matter what religion you are. People are distanced from each other. You're not allowed to say hello. You're not kissing. You're not shaking. Everybody's worried. Corona is chasing everybody. The fear, the panic. Uh, why am I smiling? That's not nice to smile. You know, because things like this, I talked to my mom two days ago. And my mom, my mom is on a wheelchair. And I asked my mom, you know, not to go to the to the to buy vegetables or do things with a wheelchair. But those of you who know my mom yeah, can't tell her what to do. Somebody who survived the Second World War in North Africa was hidden by the, the Arabs in the time that the Jewish were not supposed to be hidden. She was kept there. So my mom went through a lot of things in her life and now the new problem she have she has to be in a wheelchair after she almost died about 25 times. So I said mom how can you go to, the, to, to get vegetables and this? Don't you get about the corona? He said, it's funny you should say. They almost get me a ticket in Israel for being old in a marketplace. I said, yes, you can't you can go there. <laughs> and my mom, as she always does it to me, she said, what is wrong with your spirituality? I said, what is wrong with my spirituality? And she said, don't you know, it, everything is already written, whatever it's going to be. And we can look from the point of my mom, and we can look from the point of really spirituality. The idea, the, the, the Talmud, the Torah, is telling us, A person should watch over their body a lot. God say that. So in one way, yes, you have to have certainty that whatever meant to happen need to happen. In the other hand, you still have to be careful not to hurt yourself. You can't put yourself in a danger place. That's what the Torah is teaching us. You know, Yaakov put himself in danger, if you remember the story, when he went to collect those small cans, and he was punished for that, because he met that negative angel. You can't put yourself in danger. If doctors or, I don't know, authority figure tell you, please don't be together, you're going to respect it. Not respected from a panic attack, respected. Respected because you want to respect the authority that all of us live as a community together. So when we get to Vayakel, 
Y aquel means community, keila, community. And if we want to live together as a community, there is time that we are together. There is time that we have to be separated. A radio show today, I was in a radio show and asked me a very simple question. That's simple. They said, why? Why? And I said, well, think about it like that. How do you change a human being? Human being can change in three paths. Love, respect, and fear. What is the thing that change a person the fastest? Love? No. Ask your children. They will tell you. You're going to love them, love them, love them, and they're going to forget about it after two hours. Respect? You're going to teach them respect. They're going to do fake respect just to get something out of it. Fear, unfortunately, it somehow motivates people to change in the wrong way, but it changes them. They stay away from each other. They run away to the other side. Fear. Fear of death. Fear of losing money. Fear of being sick. All type of fear. Unfortunately, what the universe experience right now is fear. And the fear is not the goal of this universe. The universe has language. We are living in a loving universe that gave us a tough curveball with the stock market, with the election, with what else, the corona, the disease, the fear, the food, toilet paper, water, I don't need to tell you. you you're already feeling it. I mean, if I have to look at my street that is always noisy in this time, it's silent. Unbelievable. <laughs> Nobody is saying nothing. Nothing is going on. It's, people, people are nervous. But the idea, please mute yourself, thank you. So the idea is to get into a place where we truly, if we possibly can do that, we truly understand the idea of the universe as a language. Our universe has a certain language, and when we understand that language, we will be able to move on from one point to another to make it better. And I would like to read to you a section, a paper uh, from the great of all time, um, I shouldn't say of all time, but one of the greatest of all time, uh, Rav Ashlag. So he, he brings a section from Tilim from the Book of Psalm, and he writes like this, I will do the best I can to translate it into English. Chesed ve'emet nifgeshu, mercy and truth met, tzedek ve'shalom nashaku, justice and peace kiss, emet me'eret titzmach, the truth will grow from the land, Vetzedek mishamayim nishkaf, and justice will come from heaven. Also, it continues, it's a the Creator will give the goodness, and the land will give all the beautiful growth that we need for our life. What is, what is going on? Why is Rav Ashtag telling us that? And listen carefully to what he writes. That's from a long time ago. Kol davar tell us Rav Ashtag, whatever exists in our universe, and tove and ra, good or bad. Listen carefully. Good or bad. And even the worst thing and something that damage our universe. Look what Rav Ashtag said. Yesh lo schut kiyum. It has his right to be exist. Shocking. Something which is negative, something that destroying things has the right to be exist. How can that be? Bemida she asur le 
it's forbidden from us to, to, to destroy it. And we're not allowed to eliminate this from the universe. Shocking. But we have a job. We have a mission. It's our mission to fix it and to transform it so it will be better. If you look at the creation in front of us, you start to realize a human being cannot create something like that. Or some scientific thought that they say, well, nature created it. Well, I'm not here to convince you to believe in God or to believe in the divine, but just open your eyes, see who created all of it. We cannot speak bad about anything that exists here. And I know that some of you think the corona was invented somewhere in China by snake or mice or bat or this and that. But who invented those humans? Also the creator, also the divine. So there is no mistake. We cannot look at something as negative. We cannot say this is unnecessary. You shouldn't use it. Because like this, you're speaking negative about the Creator. So, what is, what is the Rav Ashlag is trying to tell us here? Let's understand it. Rav Ashlag is revealing to us something very profound. There is not such a thing as a negative thing. There is something in this life that didn't come yet to the full destination where it needs to go. What is happening now in the world, if you think about it? What is happening now in the universe? Panic, fear, people are getting together, some play Monopoly, some go into the room, we eat more, we cook more, we're being more together. And so we are experiencing something based on some fear, panic, you know? Now, is this going to go away eventually? Of course it will go away. We, we didn't decide yet how long until it will go away. When is the market going to go to the right place? When is the corona will leave us alone? When we can go back to life? I want to take you back five months ago now. Go five months ago, please. Five months ago. Were you thinking about corona? <laughs> five months ago. Did you think about the market going to crash that bad? No. So how did you value, how did you value at that time the market, or how did you value uh, uh, um, the, 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 the health situation that I'm in? We are value things based on what we don't have, unfortunately. So when we are getting into places that we are about to lose something, lose your health, lose the money, lose a friend, then we panic, and then we start building something called Pchina Dalet. Those of you who study Kabbalah with me for a long time. We're building the Pchina Dalet, meaning the fourth phase, the Malchut. And then we build a real desire. So what is problem are causing human, humanity? A desire to have what? To have what I had before. So Esther, please mute yourself. Thank you. So the ability to go back and basically having a desire for what? For something I already have, not for something new. Why do I need to build a desire for something I already have? Because at that moment you have desire for something you already have, you enjoy it. If you don't have desire for what you already have, 
you even have the whole world around you, like I'm talking in my book, Laughing Billionaire, even if you have everything, you're still not happy because you don't have a value to it. It can have value for things. So the universe is being created in such a way that there is positive and negative. Within the negative, within the negative, okay? Within the negative, there is create fear, create uh, uh, um, discomfort, create all kind of things that make you think, wow, if I can only go back to five months ago. Oh, life was beautiful. I go to, I don't know, Ralph, Costco, Whole Food. Oh, the shelf, I have endless thing. I'm just going there and I don't know if to eat vegan or sugar free or this, that. Now I'm happy just to get anything. <laughs> what happened to us? I mean, well, yes, yesterday we were counting the calorie and the thing. Now we're just happy if we got the good thing on, on our shelf in the kitchen. We are starting appreciating things. Now, am I telling you that it's a good thing that the corona is here? I'm not telling you that it's a bad thing, but I can tell you it's a, it's a good thing. Everything is coming to change humanity to become better. If you remember the story of Yona from Yom Kippur, Yona was told by God that God will destroy Nineveh. The city of Nineveh, God said, I'm going to destroy Nineveh if they're not going to change. What is Jonas doing? He said, I don't want that job. He's running away. He's swallowed by the well. I'll make the long story short. And in the well, he realized he's going to die. He said, okay, God, 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 I'm taking the mission. Please, let me go back to Nineveh. He's going back to Nineveh. And he tells the people, if you don't change, you're going to die. What the people, what the people are doing? What the people are doing, immediately they change and nobody died. What does Yonah say to God? Why did, please, please mute yourself, guys. There is a lot of sound. It's disturbing everybody. Whoever has the green Allah, I think Allah is you. Allah, please, please unmute yourself, Allah. Thank you. So when you get, when you get to the place of what Yonah is teaching us, you go to Nineveh, the people change and nobody died. So he starts getting angry with God. He said, God, you sent me to scare them. They get scared. They change. And now you don't kill anybody. How do I look? I look like stupid. So God said to him, you want me to kill them? What was the purpose? I'm God. I'm, I, I want only good for people. If people for a second have these doubts on how much the divine, how much the universe love you. The universe has a language. The sky is screaming, I love you to you. The land screaming, I love you to you. The trees, the animals, the stone screaming to us, I love you. But we cannot receive that love. What do you do? You sometimes have to take something away. You take something away, unfortunately. What happened to us? We realize we can lose things. So we wake up. We wake up what? We wake up one thing we didn't have before. It's called a desire. Desire. I'm desiring thing I had before. I'm desiring simple thing. I'm appreciating what I have. And this is a beginning of thing. Now, I would like to ask you, you know, to do a certain task, you know, for this week. Everybody take on themselves something that you add to the creation. What does that mean? You have to do something you prevent yourself from doing, you know you're doing, and everybody know what they're doing wrong. So I don't, you don't need to go to a psychic or astrologer or something like this to know what's wrong with you. You know exactly what's wrong with you. 
everybody, people sometimes come and ask me, what is wrong with me? I say, you asking me? You know what's wrong with you. It's something that you do all the time. You can't stop. You know it's bad. People tell you it's bad and you continue doing. You want to know what's wrong with you? Go to, go to children. Children always will tell you what's wrong with you. That's what I love about kids. They pointed to you what is wrong with you. You know, this Shabbat, I, I went, it was no, no minyan nowhere in the city, so I found one place to pray 6 a.m. And I found it. And I go there, and yesterday my family, we have spiritual reunion. People play Monopoly, but we are doing spiritual reunion. We tell each other what we need to change. And my wife pointed to me that I was a little bit too strong with a the guy there in the shul. I thought it was a joke. You know, Israeli, we stop this thing. We're joking, but it doesn't come across for a joke. So I told one of the people there, I said, I think what you did was wrong here. I thought it was cool to say it. My wife told me, you know, it was a little bit harsh. Harsh. I thought it was loving and kind and I came across humble and I was like a powder to his shoes. And then my daughter looked at me and said, she, she's right. See you also against me? You too? Then I look at my son to get maybe opinion positive. And my son, you know, he doesn't like to talk a lot. So he say, eh, I, think, I, th I think they're right. And I'm alone now. Three of them looking at me. I have no place to go. I look at my dog. I look at my dog. This is it. I'm looking at the dog. Say, Bibs, what's going on? So Bibs, <laughs> he look at the head like this. And then he turned the head away from me. I said, what is happening here? And the, the point what I'm trying to tell you, we know what's wrong with us. I mean, sometimes we need to be reminded and it's very healthy that we have a family who's telling us so we can go and, and change it. So please, this week, go and find one thing about yourself that is, has to do with you and other people. And find out, is it you're speaking bad about people? Are you jealous from other people? Are you getting mad? Are you talking tough and you don't even know you're talking tough? Are you getting angry sometimes? You gotta find what it is. And, and say, you know what? I'm taking on myself. Don't, don't swear you're gonna do it, don't promise. Just say, I'm taking on myself to work on that area. So this is my contribution to the global community. And because I'm doing that, a part of that disease will go away. So everybody contributing that part of that disease will go away because I am changing something internally in me. And I want to take you to the Zohar of this week portion. And maybe before we go in there, let's do a short meditation because I'm about to read to you something so strong. But before I'm going there, please let's Let's do a few things here by closing our eyes. Put a smile on your face. I know it's not the easy time to smile, but please put a smile on your face. Just put a smile to your face. Go against your nature. Nobody wants to smile now. <laughs> but put a smile on your face. Let's, let's, let's a smile. Stretch your face to the right, to the left a little bit. Good. Inhale and exhale slowly. Yes, focus on your breathing. Yes. Talk to the universe with your mind. Tell the universe how much you love him. How much you love the universe. How much you love the human being. Yes. How much you love the trees, the vegetables. How much you love the animals. How much you love the minerals. 
Yes, now we're going to go back. I want you to feel the love coming from the mineral toward you. Feel the love coming from the vegetables, kingdom, trees, flowers. They're screaming and say, I love you. Now I want you to feel the birds, the animals, the whispering how much they love you. And now I want you to feel all the global community in all places, all city, they're all loving you as much as you're loving them. Receive that love, please. Receive that love. And now you're basically talking to the corona and basically say something very simple in your mind. I know corona, you are, have a mission here to scare us, to panic, so we can unify it, so we can be one big community, so we can love each other. I know you have a mission. And I'm not here to tell you what to do because you are a messenger. I just want us, want you, Corona, to help us get the message without hurting people, without creating panic. Help us that we can love each other without having to suffer from losing somebody. Help us to appreciate our domain, physical domain, physical body, and money without having to lose it. Help us to appreciate the sky and the earth and the vegetables and the flower without we have to lose something. Help us to appreciate the minerals without we have to go through that. After all, the word Corona comes the word crown, which means Keter in Kabbalah. So it has to do with the Keter, meaning the awareness, the consciousness. Everything is a message from the divine, from God. Inhale and exhale five times and while you're doing it please think about one thing you want to commit for this week I can tell you mine based on what my family told me I want to work on being kinder and nicer to people sometimes I'm not aware how strong I talk so I'm asking from the divine to help me to make it this week so I can be kinder to people. Everybody know what it is that you gotta do. I want with your permission to continue and take you into the Zohar into this beautiful Zohar. And again, I did tell you how much I enjoyed that you are with me here. You know, it's so beautiful to see you. And hopefully what I'm sharing can find you well, can do good things for your life. I will let you ask question in a second. I just want to uh, uh, share with you what the Zohar happened coincidentally this week section in the Zohar. First, the Zohar is talking about removing 
Death. What is death? If we think about death, the beginning of death begins in the Garden of Eden with the snake. There is a force out there that's supposed to seduce us and make sure that we create enough judgment for that force, negative force to be up here. That's the fourth job. That fourth job is to basically making sure that we will do enough mistakes so that something called judgment attribute will slowly, slowly damage us. The Zohar explained like that. And I'm going to read. I'm reading from Pekudei 436. Mefaresh, Gavan Hashan Zeyored Laolam. There is a smoke that comes to the world all of a sudden. Uba become a pchinot. And it comes in different form. Vezemit Pashet Baolam. And it will it is spreading all over the world. And it guides people in the wrong way. And it causing them to be angry. <coughs> Can you imagine one thing? To be angry. To change their path so they can attack with their anger. And that's why it says you should not have other God. And you should not bow to other God. Meaning what? It means when you said other God or bow to other God, the Zohar is teaching us there is two negative forces. One called the male, one called the female. The anger that becomes stronger and stronger in the world and is going inside of them and then he attacked them so he can damage them. So what is what is what is that? We didn't it's it sounds like a bunch of words. We are very confused. And I'll continue. Gavana Esh, the fire there, is coming to the world in few shapes. One, and again, this is from this week's Zohar, guys. One, la azik la arog, one is to damage or to kill. Second, lishpochdam for bloodshed. Third, la avid adam to make people disappear or go make them crazy or make them die. And he said there is different form. And he said there is people who kill in a war. And when it's coming from a war, this has come from the male point of view, the male negativity. And from the female negativity, okay, is to, for people to kill one another. That's a female negativity. So now we need a little bit more to understand. And look where the Zohar is taking us. There is an angel that's in charge of it. Angel. Negative angel. The, the, the beginning of the name of the angel, I'm not allowed to say his name, is Ketzef. Ketzef means form. Form. You know when people get angry, they usually have form on the side of the lips. That's what form. Okay? So I cannot say his old name. But that's his name. He has 1,600 Gdudim. Gdudim means camp. 
Not 1,600 angels. 1,600 camp. In each camp, of course, it's endless amount of angels that their job is to create problem. But what is, what are they riding on? They can only ride on anger. Only ride on anger. Now, when I look at you, you all look very peaceful people, wonderful people. You never get angry. You never get angry. So let's, let's define anger according to the Zohar. When there is that anger awake, then it's permitted to those angels to create judgment. It's not a regular anger. It's the anger that controls a person. And then it enters their body. My purpose is not to scare you. My purpose is to clear things for you. And I'm sorry if I am scaring you, but I will make sure in the end to make you feel better. It's entered the human body. And then people become angry. And that anger becomes the foundation to all the other damager. Which means without that anger, it will not be a place where to put the negativity. It's funny, it was a rabbi, may he rest in peace, Rabbi Kaduri. When they asked him, what, what make you live long life? Because he was smoking. I mean, the guy was smoking cigarette. Smoking cigarette, and he lived till 94. He's buried in Aram Nukhot in the Sephardi quarter. He said, no matter what happened to you, don't get angry. And they said, Rabbi, that's it? He's a great, one of the greatest Kabbalists. They call him the Skanam Kumalim, the oldest Kabbalists of all time. That, that, that's it. He said, where did you learn? He said, I learned it from another Rabbi named Baba Sali. Baba Sali was a miracle maker. Kabbalist. You ask the Baba Sali, you come with the worst problem into the Baba Sali's house. He have a bottle of Arak. I don't know if you know what Arak is, like Uzo. And he drink and he make Lachaim with you and he smile. And he's saying to him, we have problems. He said, yes, smile. Whatever you do, he tell you, just don't get angry. If can you do that? If you can do that, I can make a miracle for you. It seemed easy, by the way, but I'm telling you it's not. Let's continue with that. Let's say what it says. So the anger is not the problem. The anger is when there is anger, then that judgment angel allowed to build the building of damaging. They're not allowed to build anything if there is no anger. That anger is not coming from you. A lot of time we think we choose to be angry. There is a smoke that's coming from above, and that smoke that comes from above goes inside a, a, a human body, and then the human body gets angry. But without that smoke coming in, you cannot become angry. So it's say like that. So there is four categories to that anger. Four. The first one, Arba Rogazim. Rogez Arishon, the first one we call it Rogez. Rogez is R-O, I think G-E-Z. Rogez. Vezehu amargiz levavotem shel adam. Is what make the heart of human being upset. Vezehu yored volecho basit adam. Once the person feels upset about something, the heart starts to listen to that smoke coming from above, and then the angels start using that person. Can you imagine? 
ונרגזים בכעסם, and then you get angry. Meaning the anger is not a free will. Once you are feeling something in your heart, stop there. Stop, stop. Because a little, they try to get in, they sell you the product at Colorogas, and when you let it in, they're going with all the angel into you. And that's the only thing, say the Zohar, only that allowed to bring damager to destroy the world. Shocking, shocking anger. I mean, I think most of the people are not getting angry, right? I mean, most of the people are kind and nice. I mean, I only got a video because of supermarket situation that two people fighting over corn chips. Corn chips? Corn chips? It was a big, big bag of corn chips. How important is that? And this lady pulled the other lady in, the husband got involved, and problem the police. Corn chips? What's, what's going on? Instead of Corona, they went after corn chips, right? Which is exactly like the name of the angel. Remember, Katsef, Katsef, corn chips. I don't know if you hear me. So that's the first type of anger. Second type of anger, Rogez Hashani, Oyored Lonam Shotan Pashel Kolat Zadim. Zenika Sinah. Second level of anger, called Sinah. Sinah meaning, Sinah, the way you write it is S I N E A H, about it. And Sinah means hatred. When now you are angry, but you have a hate. You're on fire. When that hatred gets into the person, there is a name for it. You want to know the name, the translation? You know what mechabel means? A terrorist. Shotek means quiet. A silent terrorist. So when a person has hatred towards somebody, there is a mechabel shotek. It's going into the body and it's sitting there, but quiet. It seems like he's not angry. We think only people who scream, yell, talk loud. Oh, they are the pro- No. The, 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 the one who's quiet now is dangerous. We call the trogez silent anger. Very dangerous anger. This has come from the female dark side, okay, which is the most dangerous. This is the worst from all of them, say the Zohar. Worst! The quiet one. We thought the one who scream and yell, it's almost like you say, a dog that makes a lot of noise will not bite you. Quiet! Mm, quiet! But he has hatred. It's like Nachash means snake. It's like a snake. Like the snake is quiet, doesn't do anything, and then he kill. That's how this, it's the most dangerous anger. The quiet one is the killing one. Third anger, Rogzat Alitiyah. רוגז השלישי, רוגז ההפוך מן רוגז הראשון, כי הוא הולך ומתחזק ואינו שותק. The third רוגז, the third anger, is, it doesn't stop. It go louder and louder and louder and louder. ולא, אלא, הוא רוגז מתגלה. We call that רוגז, we call that anger. רוגז מתגלה, a revealment anger. כל מה שמתגלה כך הוא נשבר. More he revealed, then he break apart and break apart until he become quiet. So he screams, 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 screams. I don't know how many of you have children. When you have your children as a baby, when the doctor tell you, you know, when they cry, 
you shouldn't go helping them. But it's very difficult for the mom and dad to hear the baby cry and not checking on the baby. But there is babies that they cry. And when the parents are not coming, slowly, slowly it breaks down, breaks down, breaks down. You know? So it's more, they scream, as more as they reveal the anger, more it's going to break. And that's called a broken anger. Not like the one before, which is quiet, but when the time comes, it's a kill. The fourth rogues, Bethila, who rogues Chazak, it starts with a lot of anger, Ubasof U Shabur. And in the end it's broken. But can the rogues afuk mean rogues akodem? What is the difference between this one? This one uh, than the other one? Because the other one, the one before, it's coming with Chazek, it's becoming more and more and more and more and more. The, this one is basically diminish. It's eventually diminish. The other one never diminish. It, it's broken, but it never diminish. What is the message here from the Zohar for this week? My dear friend, I don't know what you're getting out of it. What I'm getting. I can tell you what I'm getting. It seemed like the anger is the mother of all evil. Now, do you have people who make you angry? Specific people? Husband, wife, friend, partner, sister, you know? Somebody just went unmute. Mute yourself, please. So, we all have one person in our life. Eh. Now, you don't have to love them. But in your mind, at least here, don't get angry with them. Look at them like what Rav Ashlak said. It was created for a reason. It was created so you can overcome your anger. You need those people in our life. So when I see them, say, ah, here they go again. Here they go again. Here they go again. I remember, you know, there is a person who likes to touch my face when he talk. It's a tradition. What can I do? Like this. You hear me, Eliyahu? You hear me? I don't, I don't think it's funny. I think it's a, And he used to get, like, really angry, really, really upset with him, but a quiet anger, like, I'm, I'm, I'm upset, like, beyond. Why is he doing this to me like I'm a little kid? He's younger than me. He talked to me, and <laughs> it took me a few years, to be honest. And eventually, when I met with him, I was preparing myself, meditation and everything. I said, I'm going to let go of the whole thing. I'm going to go into it and let it be. And he come, say, how are you? Eliyahu, say, I'm good, how, how are you doing? And I'm quiet and I'm smiling, I'm loving him, I'm not angry, like you can see in my eyes, like I'm into it, let's see how far it's gonna go. And then coincidentally, but I don't believe in coincidence, he stopped. The anger that we have is a killer. Don't get angry, it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Being angry meaning that you are upset about something happening to you. Why are you so upset about something happening to you? Because you're afraid. Fear gives birth to anger, psychologists will tell you. So we can't change the universe around us. Right now, we are angry. We don't have the freedom we used to have. We are angry. We can't have that. We have to live with our family. Some of us, with our family, we have issues. So we have to deal with them. And this will say that. And this will say Things happen. This is your family. Friends are coming. 
mistake will happen, somebody will spill the soup on your pants, things will happen, I have to prepare you. But as it happened, it's happening only for one reason. So you can look up and say, Angel, I'm not available to build a building with you on the negativity. I'm not signing and I'm not subscribing to that. Because in the end of the day, everybody wants this picture to be over with. Everybody wants things to get better. We are not here to point the finger to say it's your fault or their fault. We are here in a time that we have to have union among people. As I say in the video on Facebook, you know, this is the time that you reach out to all teachers of the world and tell them it's time to reunion, time to work together, it's time to teach together, time to make the universe a better place to be. There is no reason to have fear because fear gives birth to anger. And when fear gives birth to anger, then we are inviting all type of angels that are unnecessary uh, to be here. And it's very important. And we want to ask also Rabbi Elimelech tonight. It is Ilula, it's Ilula. Those of you who are home and you have a piece of bread, make sure you eat a piece of bread tonight for the merit of Rabbi Elimelech. And we know that Rabbi Elimelech has all the reason to get angry. His life, I don't know if you know what he did. He and his brother, they used to go to different towns so nobody recognized them. And they used to pray in the synagogue. And in the end of the pray, if somebody invite them to eat, they eat. If nobody invite them to eat, they basically sleep in the street. That's what they do. Because they want to believe in that one year that they dedicated, that God is taking care of everybody. And we're talking about tzaddikim, we talk about righteous people. It's not like me reading from a book and give you a lecture. What am I doing? Just translating a book to English. I'm talking about people who really can move mountains. And they act humble to give people a chance to do good things to good people. And they didn't know they were special people. So when we think about Rabbi Elimelech, he has all the reason to get angry. People didn't respect him. People didn't look at his book with their respect. He always find a way to see the good within disrespectful behavior toward him. I want to wish first for myself, because I know I need it definitely needed, that Rabbi Lemelech will help me to get less angry, that Rabbi Lemelech will help me to be more kind, that Rabbi Lemelech will help me to be more with chesed, more with merciful words toward people, that I will be able to manage my lips, my tongue, my mind, so I will be able to, to talk in a such a way that people, you know, will be able not to be afraid of me, you know, that I, I want to reach out to them. Bezat Hashem. Uh, Debbie, are we opening for question now? So we can open for five minutes question and answer now. So what do we do? They unmute themselves so they all can talk at the same time? Yeah. All right. Oh, we have a few pages here. I didn't see it, the old pages. Wow. What? If you have any question, I'm here for you. If not, I'm going to go make my schnitzel with bread. Did you enjoy the lecture? Good. Did you find it beneficial? Good. I'm happy to hear that. Hopefully it help all of us. I want to tell you I love you. And let's all of us work on that, what Zohar Pikudeh is telling us.
it's, it seems easy. Uh, it's not always easy. I'm telling you, it's, it's four type of rogues, four type of anger. And I feel that we can do it together. We can help each other with that. We are a community who can help each other, Bezat Hashem.